Take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. Excited to be here with you today. And we're going to uh, get our next guest on, Michael Basham. If you're here for the first time, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, The address there in Alexandria, Virginia is 2912 King Street, Alexandria, Virginia. And the church is right there. It's right next to Big Baptist Church. And by the way, right down uh, from there is a graveyard. Or Warner von Braun <laughs> is buried. Interestingly enough, that the Nazi that came over with the space program, the start of the space program with NASA, um, 2912 King Street, Alexander, Virginia. And um, if you're in that area, contact me. I may be able to use your help. We're trying to rescue uh, some of the cassette tapes of my grandfather, which I've been trying for a very long time to get. And we need somebody physically to go over the church and speak to the pastor there and see if he will work with us to get some of those piecemeal that we can record copies of and then send them back to him. Because they may not want to part with the archive, but uh, I don't even know if the archive still exists. So it's supposed to be there. Thousands of cassette tapes of my granddad. But you, you never know what the next pastor may do. Okay, let's... Um, but if you're in that area, Sandra, contact me if you're interested. Omega Man Radio at ProtonMail.com. Okay. Let's um, get a program going with Michael. I'm dialing Michael right now. Stand by. Brother Michael, how are you doing? Howdy. If you were Howdy, howdy, Alan. If we nice were to hear your voice, sir. If we were a Russian podcast, I would call you Mikhail. And in Italy, I think you would be called Michelangelo. <laughs> yes. Just don't call you Michelle. Friend Alyosha. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Did I call you on the right This is line? not America. We don't do that. <laughs> Everybody, welcome aboard. How's the audio coming through for you, Michael? Good. I, I don't know if there's an echo or a delay. Um, I'm using Skype, 
and I'm in the valley, so hopefully okay. it's okay. Oh yeah, I can. I hear might you. move around outside if it's. Uh, I can hear you okay. fine. You're good. You're good. Okay. Fantastic. Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here with Michael Basham, Spirit Wars, FaithBucks.com, and uh, you need to check out his podcasts. They're pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to go get rolling today. Again, today is uh, Monday, June 5th, 2023. Michael, you want to open us up in prayer? Yes, sir. And thank you for um, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hallelujah. Lord, we come to you right now with nothing in our hands, and we're just open to receiving whatever you have to give today. And um, mind you, that doesn't mean I didn't prepare it. <laughs> just in Jesus' name, bless this time. Just we don't have we don't want to have anything distracting us from your word and the vision of what your kingdom is doing. So we look into the spirit, lead us in the narrow way, deliver us out of all evil paths and just set us on the straight paths of your vision. And I got the the words, behold the hands and behold the nails. So no matter what else is distracting us, Lord, we look unto you and we see your hands outstretched for us that you have already conquered all evil and we just praise you and thank you and we lay aside our burdens we take on your yoke that is very easy so we don't know what you're going to do today and in these coming days but our eyes are on you i ask that everyone listening will have a special upgrade in their ability to just see you instead of all the darkness let everybody who's listening know you lord that you are the true lord not satan not mark zuckerberg and not the apple people that are doing their big show today everything is just about you it's all about you we know they hate you and if they hated me they will hate you also that's what you said so lead us lord give us unity and and help us to just feel the the fun and the mirth of fellowship give us even um uptick in humor today it be your will and help us to lead others to you fill us with your holy spirit may there be a baptism of the holy spirit that takes place today unlike any we've ever seen and to receive new intimacy with you amen lord i said amen to that michael the mic is yours take it away bro all righty well i haven't even had time to look at apple.com um but apparently right now uh as of this morning they should be unveiling the new headset that they're going to artificially mark up as, oh, it's going to be $3,000 to cause people to live in the internet while they walk around with this thing on their head. <laughs> so yeah. they're going to try to make it look all trendy. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Yeah, 3000 bucks. Now, man, now, you know, I know people love their iPhones, and those aren't cheap, but dishing out 3000 I don't know how successful they're going to be compared to... Um, that Oculus, um, and of course, I think Mark Zuckerberg said he's going to make one at four hundred bucks. So, what's your take on that? You think people will dish out three grand? Well, it's it's a status. It used to be a status symbol to have an iPhone. Now it's just sort of commonplace because they make cheap ones too. Kind of like the Jaguar, kind of cheaper Jaguar car that came out not too long ago. That it's just a cheap car that has the Jaguar symbol on it. So it's like, okay, you got a Jaguar. Actually, it's just a normal car. And with the Apple, the same thing. So it's it's they're trying to bring it back to like, whoa, that's a novel, weird, new thing. And ooh, you must have money. You spent 
$3,000 on it, which is what they did when they released the, the original iPhone. So you had to be rich to own one of those things. But then, sure enough, within a few years, Android came out and everybody had a little Android phone. You know, so that's, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, interesting. Um, so this um, whole metaverse, uh, you think that has been a flop or um, he's going to try to revive it, uh, Zuckerberg? Well, this is the fun thing. Everything the New World Order does is a flop. So, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is in Hawaii right now building a giant, like, James Bond villain underground base with huge robots. According to Alex Jones, who just went there, he's like, they're literally making James Bond underground bases because they know everybody hates them. And they're just, they're a flop, but they're only giving us crap. And by the way, happy Pride Month everybody happy the pride of lucifer happy demon month you know the word demon is in pride month you look in the middle of it and i looked at a list of brands that you can't even shop at anymore it's like every every fast food garbage food place has rainbows all over it so there goes mcdonald's and taco bell but who cares you know you're gonna get a lot healthier not going there everything about the metaverse is toxic you know, everything about going on social media too much is toxic. So it's just going to be basically we're going to root us as in your audience, obviously, but the majority, you know, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. So we're going to see a lot of people just get sucked into this thing because there's really no alternative anymore. That's where the economy is. That's where, and it's not just sitting in your room with the metaverse. It's going to be walking around. You're going to need it to do, basic things they might require you to wear one during the next lockdown um and really this is why starlink and 5g and soon 6g are so important because they need hyper fast internet in their giant you know metaverse cities which are just giant prisons to let people be in the internet that fast um i don't know if that answers your question but i think it's a flop but it's also a flop it's like satan's a flop but he's trying to drag everybody into his his prison for eternity uh, you know, you know uh, destruction in the lake of fire. You know, that kind of makes sense because I've been seeing uh, these different blips of news that uh, many celebrities and uh, high-profile people have been selling their homes recently and moving. And included upon that was uh, was uh, Zuckerberg and his wife. Apparently, they just sold this big place they had out in San Francisco, worth millions of dollars. It didn't say they where they were moving. But maybe he's moving to Hawaii. I heard many are building bunkers, As you, to your point. That's interesting. Uh, of course, I'm sure Hawaii is a pretty place, but, um, you know, doesn't the Bible also say that God will reach down there and get them in their caves? <laughs> it certainly does, brother. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm always sharing crazy visions and, and dreams. And I literally woke up this morning with a dream about going in one of these giant caves and having high-tech drill equipment and weapons of the spirit and going on these like hunter missions that's why tonight's show is called jezebel bug spray operations well man i want you to we're doing it brother take it you know i mean maybe on these adventures fun you want to go absolutely man absolutely let's have some real adventure not waste our time celebrating pride month what are they proud of having butt sex what should be proud? Why do you want to be proud about no. being raped up the butt? 
We can say whatever we want on this program. Are uh, they proud is, of proud of that? I, yeah, Where, I know, right? Where's the brown in hey, the let's rainbow? Make it bride month. Because if you're going up the back door, there's got to be a brown streak too. They're missing. Their, they got the wrong rainbow. They're trying to steal ours. They need to put black and brown up there. I mean, come on, this is nasty. <laughs> and I tell you what, I'm not buying any rainbow burger. I wouldn't be surprised they dyed some bread up there at McDonald's and had a rainbow colored bun. I'm not eating any of that. Um, and I'm just going to stop coloring. right there before I get vile because yeah. uh, this makes me angry. This is wicked. Pride Month. Listen, people are saying God bless America. No, God's about to damn America because the whole country is uh, paying homage to the sodomites. Well, they're going to get the sodomite destruction. It's called the nuke if we're not careful. So with that, uh, I want you to take and run with it. Uh, would you like to start, though, at the dream? Do you remember any more details? Take it and run with it, brother. Yeah, sure. Vaguely. Okay, so there's multi-layers to dreams, obviously. People need to pay attention to their dreams. It's highly scriptural to be conscious of what you see in your sleep, you know, and minus demonic things that are obviously wrong. That's why you need to have a good foundation in scripture. But where I'm at, you know, I've been raised Christian, and I've had a lot of years in scriptures, and then I've been able to kind of get privy on some more out there things. Plus, I'm a video game nerd so um in this specific dream the underground tunnels and the cave systems and, and the the drill equipment if you've ever been in, in a, like a mine you see these giant drills that are like something out of a movie i've been to the copper mines in upper uh, peninsula of michigan and you go down so dang deep in the middle of a sunny day and then it's all pitch black and then they show you a map and they're like yeah this isn't even like a fifth of how deep this cave goes and then they have these giant machine truck things, these these cave driller, weird cars that they designed for this specific thing. So, but I haven't been in one of those in a while. So this dream was like, literally, my brain switched into video game mode because what I was seeing was so outlandish and fantastic. There, I was given this giant drill, which was equipped with a machine gun into the drill. So as you're driving it, you can also be shooting at whatever you see. And, and was facing like these horrible demonic creatures and other things that had drills that were shooting back at me. And it was kind of like a secret, but there was also an, um, like a library that I had gained access to up on the top side. Something having to do with Asia. I mean, that's pretty much all I remember to that part. But when it comes to this stuff, and I wanted to kind of address QAnon today and underground tunnels and human trafficking and how they're we're going in and we're getting Trump setting steel, steel team seven. They got the kids, and you know, trust the plan. You know, that was hijacked from the spiritual warfare visions that my friends and I were doing back, like even before Trump was a thing, there were numerous visions of these underground tunnels um, and saving children and whatnot. And it, it's, it's sometimes it's kind of symbolic. It doesn't mean that's the main base, the, devils hiding in his lair but these dreams can tell you something that you know there is human trafficking going on all around us there's child sacrifice taking place all around us uh anton levey who died after his silver cord got cut by a guy we just interviewed on strange podcast he was 
trying to hunt down his daughter and astral projecting into her to tell this pastor that was delivering her he was going to kill her. And then the pastor got a bunch of intercessors to um, cut the silver cord. The Holy Spirit specifically told them to do it because he was about to kill his daughter. And um, and then Anton LaVey died that night. So um, this is the kind of thing, these kind of demonic forces. And I'll get into that. That was a conversation that literally took place 10 hours ago. <laughs> we just recorded. We're going to post um, the spiritual warfare. It, God can show you things like the dreams that Joseph had or the dreams that King Nebuchadnezzar had that are symbols for real life stuff. So like, for instance, ever since social media, kids playing video games, the human trafficking way up. You know, they're getting uh, tricked by pedophiles. Come meet me at the park. And they think it's some friend and it's actually a fat pedophile guy. And that happens all the time. So the metaverse in, in a way, in this, in this symbolic war that we're in, you might look at that as like a, an underground dungeon layer where they're taking the children, but it's happening in your neighborhood. People need to be aware and they need to be telling people and warning people that this is going on. The other part of the dream this morning, and I've got a lot of dreams to share today, guys. So it's been two weeks. Sometimes, you know, they kind of pile up and I'm just like, oh, I got so many things to share with so little time. So anyway, there was a mansion, like a really nice mansion. And my wife and I do some Airbnb cleans on the side. We're working with a missionary friend who has a business and, pays pretty well and i get to listen to a make a man all day while i work if i want to so um i was at one of these cleans and it was this huge kind of like rothschild type mansion and there was this demoniac one guy that was trying to um come after me and it looked like my wife but it wasn't it was my wife was inside cleaning she was doing the inside cleaning stuff and i was outside and this demonic figure started screaming at me and was like trying to come after me from far away but it was like very like Ugh. and suddenly in front of her appeared these two eight foot tall football player looking like super chiseled guys that raised their muscular arms towards the roof as they walked towards me and i was kind of like oh and she was really this creature that was pretending to be my wife was furious at these guys like just oh no they're spraying poison and what they had in their arms and their hands were these like wasp spray repellent. And they were spraying this stuff up into the roof of this mansion. And that's all I, I was kind of like, Oh, are they going to come and get me? And then I realized, no, these guys are doing their job. And plus they're also um, blocking this entity. That's obviously like a Jezebel kind of a spirit, Delilah, whatever. And it literally fulfilled a friend of mine's, prophecy about spraying jezebel bug spray all over the place because these things are coming out of the woodwork um and to jump back to what you were saying omega men about pride month happy demon month everybody it's time to get your bug spray out and your giant underground drill machine guns and go to war against these creatures the um the, the nature of this demon month is different than last year's or the year before that because this year all the major companies are falling on their sword in order to promote the desecration of innocence, whether by physical desecration and castration or just spiritually. Like, um, what's the word they use? They groom the children in their own words to accept living in an abusive, homosexual, three dads relationship. You know, oh, you got all these parents and they're all, but they're into sex orgies all the time. Look it up. 
tons of kids end up being found in kind of a brothel situation when they have these gay couples adopt them. Not all of them. And I'm not against homosexuals in general. I just need to give you the data here that statistically, you're way more often going to see an abusive household where these people are pretending to be the happy new thing to celebrate. That's still kind of in the past. This demon month, pre-demons, pride month, is a next level demon month. And um, Pastor Dave that we interviewed regarding the Anton LaVey spiritual war, pastor in a Northern California church, trained spiritual warfare, uh, quotes Don Basham, Derek Prince. Like, okay, cool, great, we're family. Mentioned that as Aleister Crowley was doing these rituals and opening an abyss, that literally demons were being summoned and that as the world got darker, there'd be more and more demons everywhere because the darkness, you know, these things love to hide in the darkness. And, but the good news for the believers is that, you know, behold, great darkness shall flood the earth, but the Lord shall arise upon you. The son of righteousness, you know, rise and shine on butchering that, butchering that verse. <laughs> I actually have the scriptures up in here, but I'm not even looking at them. I'm trying to memorize them scriptures, guys. This is, see, this is the first thing you got to do. And this is what Pastor Dave said last night. You've got to train. Um, I want to share a few little details of his life, too, before he basically had a face-off with one of the top witches in America. And he wasn't ready. So if you don't feel ready, doesn't mean God ain't going, you, you do a miracle. Amen. So this demon month is literally beyond any evil from before. And we're going to get into this. But first, remember history, because we can get so, oh, what's happening right now? What's happening right now? That you forget even what happened a month ago or five years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 200 years ago. When Obama covered the White House with the rainbow colors, <clears throat> which should have been brown and black, yes. And that's not a racial no, incitement. Talking about what actually happens when people do those put their junk in the wrong trunk, you could say. Anyway, um, the day after that, or that day of, because Taiwan has a different time, I was in Taiwan, and there was this celebration. They, they kind of, uh, they didn't call it pride celebration, but they, had, they call it the rainbow party. And you can look this up. It happened in 2015, I believe, where thousands of kids got together. And if you go to Taiwan, it's basically being groomed to become be the next ukraine they're they're pushing pride celebrations all over the place there's there's uh, a blindness in the youth they think the greatest thing that they're supposed to do is to fight for gay marriage that is like the number one fight in their generation and you're just like i need to tell you about jesus i'm not even gonna go there um but anyway they have this party and they basically um, it was in a like two inches deep pool of water in this kind of like a, a water park type of thing. And they had a concert and there were lights and rainbow lights. And then at the end of the climax of this, I'll tell you really what it was, was a giant sacrifice. They covered everybody with flammable paint of all colors. And then they say it was an accident, but who knows in the spirit, I think it was, you know, even if it was just in the spirit, there was something demonic. They all caught on fire. And these kids, you can see it on camera, people running around in flames with rainbow paint, celebrating 
Obama, you know, covering the white and, you know, uh, legalizing gay marriage at the time, Taiwan hadn't yet legalized. And you're, you're literally seeing, you can see this, the video on camera of people in flames running around, trying to put the flames out, not being able to do it. I don't know how many people died, but it was in the dozens of deaths immediate. And then far more died afterwards, burned alive with rainbow paint, with rainbow colors, literally video of Sodom and Gomorrah on camera. So let that kind of sink in. Um, maybe somebody should make a timestamp of that and cover it with like the pride flag and say happy pride month, because that's exactly what happens when people decide to reject God's law and go after, you know, whatever's trendy, which that was only part of the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. The sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was not only homosexuality. If you read more into that, there was a lot of just absolute demonic injustice really the Jezebel spirit, that spirit that wants to just destroy and harm and kill innocence. So that was uh, 2015. Now zooming ahead, you know, we're in 2023 guys. And they've definitely, like we said, it's like, Oh, well, it's gonna be gay marriage today. Tomorrow it's going to be marry your dog. And then after that desecrating children. And then after that transhumanism, uh, robots, surrogates, so we're, we're about to see the rollout. We are seeing it, but I don't think we've even begun to see it with, you know, Bud Light, which is a distraction, Target, which was a distraction. But all these companies basically just coming out of the up and saying, yeah, we're basically a bunch of weirdo pedophile people with, you know, tuck in your junk, Target children's clothes. Or, um, I mean, the, the Bud Light thing was so obviously committing corporate suicide but they're doing this to kind of just make people feel hopeless like there's nowhere you can go there's no phone that you can buy that doesn't have trackers on it and evil companies behind it google apple facebook i can't even delete the stupid facebook app off my phone it just comes with it like you're forced to have that um and by the way this is where the metaverse is going so everybody hates netflix but there's nothing else to watch we're watching netflix everybody hates Disney shows, but there's nothing else to show your kids. So you show them Disney shows. Well, actually you can find other stuff, but you have to work hard at it. And it, it's when you're tired and your kids are screaming, I understand you end up putting on a Disney movie. Sometimes this is only the beginning with the metaverse rollout. It's not just going to be something that you can leave in the other room. They're getting this strapped to your face guys. And pretty soon after that in your skin, the, um, bionic enhancements the only way to really describe it is like a philip k dick novel like blade runner or that show altered carbon which i don't recommend but they're basically getting you used to the idea of having this stuff under your skin and in your body and you can never you can never get away with it or from it but these people aren't going to get away with it I want to uh, shift gears into despair a little bit because I know it can get so overwhelming when we talk about all this stuff. And it's like burning kids and child generals chopped off. And now it's only the beginning, Michael. What are you going to, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to train and we're going to learn how to be a part of the spirit force of God. And look, I've been in this fight. This last week has been nonstop Jezebel bug spray spraying in all directions. And I finally saw the dream. <laughs> like I'm telling you there is beauty and glory and peace and just the sense of, of gratitude for our salvation. And 
in Jesus Christ. Behold the hands, behold the nails. God, hey, Bob, hey, behold God's finished work. And now get up, be brave, be strong, and fight. And laugh while you fight and enjoy the battle because we've already won through Jesus Christ. Now the fun begins because as the world gets so demonic and as people lose their humanity, the um, I think what Steve Coyle talked about with the rainbow and Noah's Ark was actually that it had to do with a barrier in place that God had set a kind of a, ba a barrier to keep the fallen angels from re-entering into this dimension. So it was a sign, you know, as the Bible says, but there's also something that's been keeping the Antichrist and the fallen angels from just walking around the street and just shooting people with lightning bolts and fireballs. And um, that barrier, the reason they're polluting the rainbow so much and covering it with poop is because they're trying to get rid of it. It's not just because they um, they like rainbows. Um, this is literally trying to open the dimensional portals that are going to allow these fallen star gods. They have them in every nation. Babylonian star gods, Egyptian star gods. Why do you think the Masons worship all these things? And they, they, they are flooding us with Marvel movies, which... God for this podcast, Shannon, because like I drive my family crazy. We're having a little pool party for the kids, and we're having a great time, and, and everybody's doing their thing, and I'm just trying to like, you know, I just realized Marvel movies are nothing but bringing us back to paganism. And if you look at it, Thor, and you know, Wonder Woman is like Diana, and all these these demon gods are being. That's why there's so many because there's so many fallen angels, and my sister's looking at me like, uh huh, uh huh, sips her iced tea. And, uh -huh, and I'm realizing I need to just, I need to go do a show. <laughs> I need to go back to the back cave. So that's why, you know, for people like me, it's very important for my actual physical life to have a podcast. <laughs> that's what we do every night, pretty much. Um, uh, Spirit Force, Spirit Wars, French Radio Network. Check it out. Faithbucks.com. All right. So we have this concept of these fallen angels, the ancient angel wars, which that's dozens of shows to describe that. But just think Star Wars without Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and just change that to not so long ago in a not so far away galaxy, there are the, these space spiritual entity wars with just about everything. Uh, the news today in, um, on stevequill.com was basically uh, a mainstream article that scientists are saying disclosure is already happening. Although, people are beginning to announce that, oh, it's almost here. They're almost ready to announce aliens. And what have we been screaming about for the last, well, really people on your show, me the last five years, but listening to shows for 20 years, they're going to do a fake alien invasion. They're going to do a fake alien invasion. <gasps> they're going to do a fake alien invasion. They're going to do a fake alien invasion. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. Okay. I want to go listen to some Beethoven now. Just be brave. And here we are. <laughs> they're about to do it. And these are not all aliens. I know a lot, there's a debate on this, but I believe there really are actual aliens, like physical, like Star Wars, and another really dumb movie, but it shows you that the quantum realm in Ant-Man is basically Star Wars realm. Like, there's all kinds of different critters and creatures and beings and, you know, fallen angel beings and just random stuff. So that's really what they're trying to start showing. And there's a Disney movie about the quantum realm as well, featuring a trans kid as the main protagonist. 
but I watched most of it just to kind of see what they were um, telling the kids. And it's literally just going into this quantum realm where anything's possible and all kinds of weird things are true. And, you know, this is the, this is the spirit realm, this kind of fallen angel dimension. Think another movie, uh, Marvel release called guardians of the galaxy. I started watching, I couldn't finish just this concept of, so many different aliens, so many different worlds, and they're all beginning to interlink with this world. So where we're moving forward is going to be alien-human hybrids. You're going to see it rolled out first as animal-human hybrids, which they've had for a long time. But it's going to come down to basically what did we read in the Book of Enoch and Genesis 6? The fallen angels had a prodigy. They made babies with the human women. And that wasn't just... Uh, causing some hanky-panky to go on with the food supply, they literally destroyed the genetics of all life. Like, they were even screwing up the plants. And um, now we have, what do we have? Monsanto, and we've got mRNA-vaccinated food. <laughs> you know, oh, you didn't take your vaccine? Well, don't worry, we're going to force-inject you via your food supply. There's only so much of this God will allow us to happen. Then he says, if these days were not shortened, there would be no flesh left alive on earth, but for the righteous and the elect's sake, these days shall be shortened. So guys, get ready, because Pride Month, you know, you're going to be able to blaze your lightsaber around and fly your angel ship. I like, the personally, the weapon of the keys of the kingdom uh, manifested as swords to deal with my fallen angel demons. Th those things make quick work of these kind of star gods. Think kind of like a washed out rock star guy that spent his whole life doing drugs and he looks like he's 80 but he's only like 55 and he still thinks he's like the bomb and he's wearing his tight leather he's got his long hair and he's like yeah man it's just all washed up but that's what the fallen angels kind of look like and they're really mean when you're actually wrestling with one of these principalities or powers of darkness you can't kill them but you can wrestle them to the point where they say uncle and give up and i'll tell you i fought these guys since i got filled with the holy spirit i'm not some kind of spirit-filled wonderful uh example christian but these dreams that god gives me i have a lot of recurring ones where i'm i encounter one of these things and they're usually very human looking but incredibly vile and rebellious and it is you can go to town with one of these things you can wrestle them and go full out American history X with these guys until they submit, until they stop doing whatever they were doing. Uh, one of these I encountered was a kind of a butch lesbian type of entity. And the dream was really long and drawn out. And I was trying to prepare for the battle, prepare for the battle. I found my cousin and my brother and I was like, Hey guys, okay, you, you position here, you go there all, all confronted and distracted and you do this and you do that. And then the battle began, and this was at a really low point in my life, by the way. So God gave me this dream, I think, to kind of inspire me, and I hope it inspires you. I was literally trying to reach into my backpack while fighting this thing, and it was just all like, <clears throat> like reaching for you, and you know, jumping back, and I'm like trying to get, you know, these little Bible quote, key promise books that I had in my backpack, and I just couldn't get them because it was just so. And then I heard the words, just simple direction from the Holy Spirit. You, you just need to say the words, I call upon the keys of the kingdom, manifested as swords, turned into swords. And I was like, oh, but that's so easy. And I had this whole plan and whatever. And 
It was like, you don't have to read the quote. You don't have to hold the book in your hand. You just have to say it with authority and believe it. And I kind of half under my breath was like, okay, I'll say it. I'm calling the keys from the sword. Right. Instantly, these two giant swords appeared on either side of me, started blazing, cutting through this demonic creature and caused it to stop fighting us. Immediately, the battle was over. It didn't kill it, but it just left it there like, okay, I can't beat that kind of power. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm done. And that's the thing, guys. Christians are battling and battling and struggling and struggling and fighting and battle and spiritual warfare. And believe me, I love, I love the fight. I love the battle, too. It's great exercise. But if you want to move on to the bigger targets, you need to start using the heavier weapons. And the weapons, it's according to your faith. Jesus has been showing me recently, I will take you exactly at your word. So I don't care if you feel it or not. You say the words, I call upon the keys of the kingdom for this and that. You can manifest whatever you need. Peace in your home, you know, provision, supply. I used them to get enough money to go to China as a missionary when I was in Orlando years back. Um, the keys are a real part of this, this whole dynamic. Jesus has the keys to death and hell, so he's already got that. But there's a lot of other keys. The key of David, there's keys that the Bible mysteriously just inserts in there. It says, you know, I will lay the key of David on his shoulder. And the Philadelphian church and the Revelation end time church scenario has the key of David. There's this very interesting dynamic with, and this will get to another dream in a second here, um, where you're going to find out that a lot of what we're doing has to do with time travel and going in and bringing healing and re reconnaissance information from the enemy's camp for, for judgments that God is going to carry out for different things. Um, very briefly, one, one that happened two days ago, I woke up and all I could remember was that we had time traveled back to a situation where a man was going to get shot and killed. And we had authority through the grace and the cross, the blood of Jesus, the grace of God to stop this murder from happening. And it had happened. And it would, it would bring untold pain to both families, both the murderer and the murderee, whatever you call. And it was not supposed to happen. It was not God's will. And somehow, some way, we had the ability to go in there. And all I did was I remember sneaking up behind the sniper rifle guy, the guy with the rifle and the scope, and he was aiming at this dude across a pond. And all I did was distract him at just the right point to where he missed the shot. He didn't even notice me. I kind of walked right behind him and saw that our mission was done and that was the end of the dream but the interesting thing was it was like the grace of god to even go back in time and change something that was not supposed to happen it was so cool and you start getting these little glimpses because you know if you're into this kind of stuff if you're not don't listen go listen to pastor joel osteen and have a happy dappy day with a nice pastor who will make you feel glad when you're feeling sad <laughs> wink wink you know, and that's fine. You might get a lot of nice scriptures listening to those guys. I can't, I start to die. You know, I feel like that meme where like Yoda is dying and Luke Skywalker is there. And it shows Yoda, it's like, he's about to die. And it says, after I grew up and I had kids, I finally understood why he gives up and keeps asking him questions. And he just kind of gives up and dies. <laughs> like, that's how I feel when I'm dealing with these 
one-dimensional people. I mean, it's like, let's talk about our jobs all day and our sports and our, I just, I want to die sometimes listening to these people. Not that I'm suicidal. I'm just like, my spirit man is just aching to do something wild and crazy and out there. And if you guys um, tune into my show, I do shows as much as I possibly can. And I'm at the point now, thanks to you and others, where I'm doing other people's shows. So we, we're, we're, literally, we're literally recruiting more podcast hosts to take my feed over whenever I get to go on vacation and do this kind of fun stuff. So stay tuned for a lot of foundational teachers. Um, I'm being uh, contacted by people that are former U.S. Army auditors that were in like uh, targeted individual situations where they were being targeted by by uh, gang stalking and stuff. Almost died, and now they're just like, I want to share the word of God. You know, put me to work. And these are very highly trained professional people that just they're getting their feet wet with podcasting. Really fun. You might have heard Jody Halstead come on one of the Omega Man transmissions about a month ago. That's the kind of person, like, they have so much to share, but they don't really do tech very well. So I'm kind of, you know, facilitating that for now. That's where the spirit force is, is moving at the moment. That's also why Jezebel's really angry, because we're actually bringing uh, not just the word to the table, but we're bringing more purveyors and laborers of the word to the table. So please pray for us. If not anything else, just pray for us. You know, you don't even have to listen to us. But I'm telling you, there are manifestations of these revelations and these weird, crazy spirit trip dreams. Um, I don't know if uh, I have time at this during oh, yeah. this segment, or if we have a commercial break coming up. It's Brother, you got all the, the you got all the time you want. Do you need a bathroom break? Is that what you're saying? Oh no, no. I just oh, okay. you know, I listen to so much radio, and then I think of like, oh. are we coming up to a commercial break? I forget. Like, oh no, no. we don't have commercials. No. no co- no commercials, and you got all the time you want. I always got extra time in my back pocket. Keep going. All right. Well, you know, you can interject anytime you need, uh, or if uh, I've totally gone off course. Uh, Matthew 24, Matthew 25, Matthew 22. But guys, we need to stay in the scriptures as we talk because it's fun to talk about crazy revelations. And just the overall big picture, oh, the mark of the beast is coming. And just everybody quotes the same scriptures over and over and over again. And it drives me crazy. Too. A lot of things are driving me crazy recently. I'm not really uh, annoyed with everybody kind of person. I'm very, very gra- full of gratitude. But, you know, we're at the point now where we're in this war. We need generals. Generals have to kind of shout at people sometimes to wake them up. You know, you get all your feet, soldier. Get up there. Get up there. He's uh, spitting his face. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the military, you can take it. And I think most of you guys are in the military. So I'm getting really, really fed up with the same scriptures quoted, and nobody reads any of the more out there scriptures or even just the whole scriptures, which is why I want to direct people to Michael Heiser's Naked Bible podcast, which we also have on the French Radio Network, because that is is going... Michael Heiser used to say, if it's, if it's something that's in the Bible that's weird, it's probably important. But look, you know, you might have just a few things to invest, or you might have a lot of things to invest. Matthew 25, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that received five talents went and traded with the same, and made them five other talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained another two. 
But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants comes and reckons with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Those are beautiful words. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered two talents. I got two more. And said, oh, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. When he had received one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew that you're a hard man, reaping thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered him and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and I gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then, then at my coming, I would have received mine own with usury. It's funny because the Bible talks against usury, so it's funny to see like Jesus talking about it like, hey, you know, this is the way the world works, man, you know? But um, it's obviously a symbol for something very deep and spiritual. So he said, therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him with ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have an abundance. But from him that hath not, shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then he talks about the nations, the goat nations and the sheep nations, the goats on the left and the sheep on the right, you know, and then he'll say to the sheep, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungry gave me meat. You, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. You took me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And of course, the, that meant the least of these my brethren. Anybody that you do the least for like that for, clothe, visit, feed, be a, a blessing to those in the, in the prisons. The uh, metaverse prison might be one area that you might find a place. You know, I, every time I go on Facebook, I feel like it's prison ministry. It's like, hi, people in the slum. But we're really being shown a vision here of what God wants to do with whatever he's put in our hands. And for those that don't want to go forward with God, and this is the sad part, a lot of seed falls on the wayside. And those that hear the word of God and they receive it for a little while, but then, oh, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, you know, the desires of pride of life and, you know, the, the persecutions. And I mean, these seeds that fell on the not good ground didn't make it. Likewise, a lot of believers are not going to make it. And I'm, I'm stealing this month back. You know, I'm sick of calling it demon month because that's only in the lower realms where you descend after you spend time in hallelujah realm with jesus for a long time entering into the joy of the lord you can this is the thing you can do this every day you can do this anytime you have a moment just shut off the world shut off your phone shut off the things in your life and go and just get a cabin somewhere or just go for a hike preferably where there aren't too many mosquitoes i used to bring like two bottles of mosquito repellent in hawaii to, to get word time in the jungles this is the only place I could get away. It's like I'm, I'm marching up in my jungle, 
sitting on a chair. I'm going into heaven. And one day I went up there and boom, a giant tree fell on my chair right where I was about to sit. <laughs> so somebody don't like that kind of thing in, in Hawaii. But we did, we did a lot there in the spirit more, more than the flesh before I moved here to North Carolina. But my point is that if you will learn to abide in the secret place under the shadow of the most high, and you're like one of those ascenders, like Enoch, like you just regularly interact with heaven and they can expect you to show up at some point during the day. You might not be perfect at it. I'm not, but at some point you're going to be there and they're like, okay, you're, you're in. And then you might go back down and fight those demons and demon month up in heaven. It's bride month. Okay. Just so you know, bride month for the preparation of the bride of Christ, the fruitful, loving church, not the old decrepit old lady church that doesn't want to go forward with God. No offense to anybody in your age. I don't look at age. I think about people at different ages that are younger when they're older and older when they're, it's, it's bizarre. I think that the key, and I've been actually wrestling with God about this to how do we bring, how do we start to actually engage with these visions where you can go into the spirit realm, where you can access, say, um, one of these areas in the new Jerusalem where there's like this globe. And uh, I saw one of our, fellow co-workers in the spirit an intercessor really powerful intercessor and i needed prayer for my family for you know Derek prince ministries and different ministries that needed prayer and i was like what are we who am i going to call on and i was just in the spirit i saw this vision of an intercessor who i know is kick butt intercessor doesn't take name just goes in there does the dude does the deed gets the job done so i saw this because there were so many things that needed prayer if anybody has seen the old Marvel X-Men movies where Professor X, you know, the Patrick Stewart in the wheelchair, he goes into this big globe room and there's a platform that leads to the very middle of it. And I guess he's like the psychic X-Men so he can see in the spirit. His mind is incredibly powerful. So then he wires into this dome thing and he's able to see, and it's cheesy, you know, special effects, but it's, it's cool. Every single mutant on Earth that's a X-Men, every single person, and he can like tap into their consciousness and like communicate with them or like encourage them. And he's a very angelic kind of a saint of a fatherly figure in the, in the movie. And I saw this similar thing in heaven, except instead of it just being a metal dome and stupid, cheesy special effects, it was like all universes were open to you and anything you wanted to pray that you thought of at any moment. And I was there kind of, I saw through the eyes of like an assistant to the intercessor, just kind of like the cupbearer or the note taker or whatever. And it was like, holy crap, this person is able to use this thing. And it just went overboard, magnifying the prayers. You're able to see the different things, the different aspects, you know, teleportation, time travel, you name it, all within the spirit, all within this, this seat that, that just the intercessor was engaging. It was just brilliant. And that's the kind of thing that if you, you will engage those types of visions, and it went on, I, I won't go into detail, but someday I'll publish some books on this. Ebooks need to be made. It's just, I keep getting them faster than I can write them down, let alone edit them. But I'm just, I'm inviting you guys to start to engage in the heavenly realms. And yes, you're going to think it sounds cheesy and your family will make fun of you. And that's why Jesus said, no prophet has honor among their own brethren, in their hometown. So that's okay. That's why you got to go up into the mountains, so to speak. Women with children, 
there's ways God has given them grace to be able to do this even when they have their kids. Like when your infant is taking a nap, for example, you just uh, don't go on Facebook, but go in spirit book, <laughs> you know, open up the books of heaven and see what God has written down for you today. So that's called ascension. And when you step out of that, Moses' face, his face shined when he came out of um, that time with God. And you're going to get so many gifts, so many treasures, so many talents to get back to that parable that you aren't going to have any idea what to do with that many teleporting hovercraft that look like Lamborghinis, for example. I always make fun of Lamborghinis. I've not, I don't want a Lamborghini. I see them and I look away because I know the guy driving it is just looking for attention. And it's just like, okay, this guy's driving up to me real slow with his Lamborghini. If I look at him, he's going to be like, yeah, check me out, you know? And then I'm, if I, but then, oh, but then he, I'm not looking at him. So he knows I'm purposefully not looking at him. So I'm like, oh, oh, what do I do? So I hate that whole thing with like, okay, you spend way too much money in your car, blah, 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 whatever. Daniel X, one of our fellow podcasters on the French radio network had a dream of some kind of a emergency situation and a breakdown and a flood. And told me, he's like, Michael, you drove up next to me and you were in a silver Lamborghini and you said, come on, get in the car. And, you know, we went and did something and got something done really fast. <laughs> it's so funny of God to give him that dream. Cause that's like literally the thing I make. But think about somebody like, um, who's that? Uh, Jay Leno or, uh, there's all these different actors that collect cars and you know, you're one guy. How are you ever going to be able to drive and fix up and enjoy all those cars? He owns like a car museum. Pretty much. Like ever Saudi prince with too many Lamborghinis. You can't enjoy that many things. Well, God is going to give us that amount of blessings and talents. If we would just come to him on a regular basis. So I speak to believers. If you don't know Jesus, you get Jesus in your heart, and then we can start doing this kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, these are tools for, for the kingdom today. And I'm talking about the, I've been in Deuteronomy a lot this last weeks. We are being invited into the promised land, but a lot of people aren't ready for it yet. They don't want to go in and they want to stay, you know, with Egypt. So those people are going to get left behind. And it's going to be hard because a lot of these people are going to be people that, you know, you knew, but they had their one talent and whatever, see someone on the wrong ground, what case, I don't judge, we shouldn't judge, but you're going to inherit a lot of mantles and a lot of thrones and a lot of angel ship car keys and stuff that will be very useful in order to engage the spirit war during demon month. I mean, bride month. I, when during one of these engagements, I got the word and I forgot what this word meant. When I looked it up, I was like, oh God, look at this. And I was just literally praying. I was like, Lord, we were this is, I will write it down. I'll just write, Lord, we receive your new gifts today. Thank you for all these friends in the spirit that are just laboring in prayer and doing great things. And I just ask that you figure out my spaceship landing pad. You know, it's like you see the space shuttle or space and like the landing pad is covered with junk and equipment and scaffolding and Lord, just clear that out. Let it just be a clean blank area so that when that supercharger, that engine lights up, it can blast off into space or maybe just blast off into space and let the fire burn off all that crap. Either one. I have vision of that too. But as I was praying this prayer and went on, 
I got this word. It just never. And the word is panacea. It's P-A-N-A-C-E-A. -A -A. And sometimes I'll doubt my own channel most of the time, actually. I'll be like, what was that? What does that word mean? And it kept coming back, you know, during the prayer, panacea, panacea. And it literally is, I looked it up. It's um, a Greek, it's Latin. Um, a supposed remedy or cure or medicine for all diseases or ills. In other words, a cure-all. So it was a saying, you know, God is going to give us panaceas of the spirit, weapons, yes, but also healing and things that just cure everything, the trees of life, the uh, leaves of life. But there's something more to it than just that. Because even in botany, like, okay, whatever, this thing gets you high and that thing kills you and this thing makes you healthy and that that clears out, you know, this and that. And it's like all the the pharmacy of the forest, the pharmacy of your backyard, those dandelions and things that the doctors don't tell you about. Chinese medicine is, is pretty good at this, but even they don't really know uh, the full-fledged, the magic of God's creation. But in the book of Genesis, you have a, a, a tree that is able to grant one eternal life. And we all are victims of our great-great-grandma eating the wrong fruit and getting us all the knowledge of good and evil. That's crazy that a, a fruit could unlock the knowledge of good and evil? What? And that that also would kill you eventually. But there's also the tree of eternal life? Okay, that sounds good. Um, what other kind of trees exist? Well, there's the tree of life's leaves for healing. So, healing of the nations. I mean, that could be uh, canceling out a lot of the radiation from this nuclear war that's about to start. There's all kinds of things. So the point is in the spirit, there's a lot of gifts that God's going to give us. And the thing about the Lamborghinis again, is that, you know, if, if an, a rich man has way too many Lamborghinis, maybe he just needs more friends who he can be like, yeah, dude, yeah. Anytime you want to come in and take one of these for a spin, that's what God is doing with us right now. You know, I'm swimming in way too many mantles and, scrolls and prophecies and dreams and just you guys you, the audience i mean you guys are rich in faith and in spirit i feel you the audience when i'm talking i feel this courage and this strength and this valor from your audience from shannon's audience and this it's so empowering likewise uh, there's a guy named Stan Deo. He talks about the technology of the ufos and he claims to actually have worked on some of that technology in perth australia back in the day and this is this is crazy i need a sip of coffee okay this is really crazy and cool so stan Deo, this is way back in like 2009 that's like ancient internet history he figured out that the reason people see these ufos in triangulation and in these weird dances and, and these kind of like they're playing games in the sky isn't just for show there's an actual energy field that the technology of this electromagnetic other field of energy we haven't really started to use yet that when you have a bunch of these in in um in the concert with each other it's similar to how birds fly in a v formation except it's in another realm that there's a spiritual technology that when you have a bunch of these guys these ufo things whatever they are they actually act in tandem and share energy and become just magnitudes of impossible to imagine beyond just one of them by themselves 
this is why it's very necessary that I go on the radio as much as I can to recruit people to become intercessors, become like co-laborers. You don't have to be crazy and weird and talk about all the fun stuff that I talk about. I mean, if you don't want to, but I called up that intercessor after that vision and told them, and, and instead of being offended and weirded out, it was like, Oh, you know, this is so cool. Like, Oh, I just, you know, I'm, I work in a huge church and I barely ever get to talk to anybody about this kind of stuff. So I think that's a blessing. Like if you can, if you are weird, share a little bit of it out there with people. And if we begin to align in the spirit and do missions and the church is going to call us a bunch of warlocks and witches. I don't care. We need workers. We need spirit travelers essentially. And I don't mean spirit travel like Anton LaVey and his silver cord and doing it the illegal way, remote viewing and all that. I got to tell you the story. It's just so cool. But if we can align like these starships that or whatever they are, we're about to find out what UFOs are, guys. I mean, isn't that kind of exciting? Like we kind of already know a lot of us know, but like they're about to start talking. They're about to start unveiling the other dimension and it's going to be cool, but it's also going to be really, really distracting and scary. And we need to stay in the word of God, ground yourself in the word, um, check out Facebook. So we got quantum Christianity teachings and just, just straight up scripture, just straight up scripture, get in the word. I got a little link underneath that link that says scripture songs to help you memorize a bunch of cheesy scripture songs, but I got like 800 of them cover a lot of the most important verses in the Bible to learn. And with cheesy kid music, put it on when your kids are bored and have a little dance party. And, you know, you'll memorize if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Do, 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 do. And it repeats it and repeats it and repeats it. And you're not going to forget if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's a really cool, weird, fun verse. And then it goes, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ching, 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 ching. And uh, you have to be a kindergarten teacher to really sing like that. I know, and I am. But get the kids in the house, whatever, you know, turn that off, full on, crank it, play it a few times. You're going to memorize some really important scriptures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come become new. And then when you're sitting in that prison someday and they're like, nah, you can't read the Bible. Nah, you have to wear your metaverse headset. And if you try to open the Bible, I deleted it. <laughs> I'm Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you can be like, and I had a dream with the Antichrist where I actually did this. The Antichrist had me in a prison thing. It was a Masonic temple thing. And he was trying to dictate the rules like, oh, I, this is my little Antichrist base and you're in it and you are not allowed to call on the keys of the kingdom. Hey, and I literally grabbed his face and pulled it closer to mine. It was actually Prince William in the dream. Take it or leave it. And I said, I call on the keys of the kingdom. And then boom, the dream ended. And that those keys work, guys. I'm telling you that because I need to start using them again. Uh, these are some of the angel technologies that we were we were using more or less on the mission field. That and calling on different angels, and we did all kinds of crazy stuff. And you know, nobody preaches that. And the missionary group kind of died. I might be one of the last people talking about it. And without people reminding you about this kind of stuff, you know, who's gonna? push you to, to call in the wildcats of heaven, for example. Yes, there's these giant lion beast things, all shapes and sizes. 
and they will make quick work of the enemy. If you're in a fight and you just need a little rest, just call on the lions of heaven. I mean, they're a thing. Call them whatever you want. You can call them the Thundercats. You know, that's a fun song too. Turn on the Thundercats song. Thunder, 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 thundercats. 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 And I, I was doing that on a run one time, listening to the song. You know, I get nerdy, whatever. Great song, 80s song. And as I, I was seeing my friend run by and I yelled at them, Thundercats! And then a literal giant lightning bolt hit at that moment right nearby where we were. It was so good. I almost got it on camera. You guys, there are weapons. There are deeds to properties. There are keys to different castles and just you name it. Heaven's got it. You need that armored yacht that can go anywhere and sail the the foreign seas of the spirits and other dimensions. You got that. You know, you need bunkers to go and hide your stuff, hide your kids, hide your wives in the spirit for something. God's got you on that. You need giant tanks. You need giant drills with machine guns embedded into the into the drill bit itself. The drill head, the size of like a truck, just the drill head I saw in the stream this morning with like the size of a truck. And I needed that because the bad guys were really big and really scary down there. God's got you. I mean, if you can imagine it, and people call it imagineering and whatever. And the reason that Christians don't astral travel is it doesn't require faith to do that. You just, you know, Anton LaVey with his little pentagram circle in 1996 or 1998 um, was pounding um, the last guest that we just interviewed, Pastor Dave from California. And he was just learning how to do spiritual warfare. And he had just been admonished by a spiritual father. You are not ready to confront the devil. And the devil is about to confront you. And he's like, oh, okay. And you need to read this book and get equipped and trained in spiritual warfare and deliverance. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. And he, he like read a little bit of it. And then the guy came and rebuked him. Because it's like, we're going into war here. And you're one of the generals. And you're not even, you don't even know how to tie your shoes right. And I don't know if it was uh, Pigs in the Parlor, or I just posted that. You can got it. You guys can find that on online. Pigs in the Parlor, one of these books that's aimed at teaching you deliverance and strategy for spiritual work. Anyway, so Pastor John ends up on a road trip, and they end up finding this girl that claims that she was a demoniac. And, you know, could you please give me healed and deliverance? Oh, yeah, well, we have a church, and we were praying. He was part of the whole Jesus Revolution movement um, aftermath. So they were pretty seasoned Christians and they, they had this girl named Ramona and they were just praying for her. And every night she would have like really intense, intense demonic manifestations. And she was riding along with him and his wife on this trip. And then they find out, well, okay, look, there's something weird with this girl because they drive through an Indian reservation at one point. Suddenly the car, all the doors in the car open, all their seat belts come off and the, the Ramona is being pulled out of the car. Like while they're driving really fast and they're just grabbing her little girls, holding her adult. And they were praying, um, obviously, because, you know, demonic attack. They pulled over and this spirit spoke through Ramona and said, I am the power force spirit of this Indian land. I forget which tribe. And said, we do not want this girl here. She has uh, she has desecrated blood there was a virgin that was sacrificed for her some something really bad this is a desecration we do not want this 
coming and, and making, you know, desecrating our, our spiritual land, you know, go figure Indian stuff, man. I mean, that's next level. Anyway, he took authority over the Indian spirit and whatever other demons. And then they drove to wherever their hotel. And they were like, look, what are you not telling us? Cause you're obviously not an average typical, you know, <laughs> deliverance case here. And she said, yeah, I didn't tell you, but I'm actually Anton LaVey's daughter. And then it was like the real show began, if you can believe that. Because she's like, now that I've told you this, they're going to come and they're going to try to kill me and kill you guys. And sure enough, and at the time, he just wasn't ready for someone. He was like, okay, whatever. I'm a child of God. No problem. No, after that, they started having insane attacks. She started to manifest her father's voice. He was using his daughter as a telephone to um, threaten Pastor John and his wife. Also calling him on the phone, threatening him. You'd call him Pastor Boy. And Anton LaVey is one of the top Satanists, you know, carrying on the mantle of Aleister Crowley. And he worked with uh, Michael Aquino. And these guys really pioneered the remote viewing stuff that uh, Pastor Russ Dizdar used to uh, warn against. So these guys did the spirit travel in the wrong spirit. They used the silver cord. And one day they finally got a hold of Ramona somehow and they kidnapped her and brought her to this place. And they were either going to ritualistically murder her or turn her into a bride of Satan. And that's just what they do. I'm sorry to say that this exists everywhere. It's not just Anton LaVey. It's a lot of people that do this. Anton LaVey was kind of a very, um, he was a very public figure. He was very popular in media and interviews. And he just looks like a clown. <laughs> but the guy actually did have power. So they asked the Lord what to do, desperate. You know, Ramona had been taken captive. And the Lord told Pastor John, do I keep calling him Pastor Dave? I forget. Anyway, <laughs> just a very normal sounding name. Just a normal sounding guy, a normal pastor. Cut the silver cord. Tell the people, the intercessors, cut the silver cord. And of course, knowing that what that means, it means you die. If you're a witch that's traveling through astral realm and you get your silver cord cut, you ain't going back in your body. And he described that the silver cord is the right of your spirit or your soul or both to inhabit your body. It's, it's not just like a, you know, an oxygen thing. It's literally the right of being, and it can extend indefinitely it can go they can go anywhere with these these silver cord things and they can see it um i think i have actually seen mine once but it was just a very special um, situation but usually when you spirit travel you don't see, see this stuff because the holy spirit wants you to live by faith not by sight so anyway they cut the cord they got all the intercessors and you said all ships, one target, fire. I want you to only pray to cut the silver cord of Anton LeVay. Go, 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 go. And so they were all praying and praying. And apparently he died that night. And they got a hold of Ramona, picked her up. She was at some kind of Hell's Hotel thing. I forget. It's a very famous story. You can listen to it on um, It's Supernatural with Sid Roth on YouTube. I also posted it to Faith Bucks on my um telegram there so you can look it up there if you're listening live he died that night and his other daughters that were satanists and other family members started spirit travel to ramona and tell them and threaten the pastor oh you did that now we're in it you killed our father you killed the the dark the they called him the black pope now we're gonna come after you and the pastor was 
mother effing awesome baddies. You know what? I see you're uh, traveling via the Silver Cloud. So, do you feel lucky? He didn't actually say that, but he should have said that. And immediately the astral travelers were like, nope, nope, you got her. Okay, bye. And ever since that time, uh, the pastor has been sharing spiritual warfare tactics. Churchofgladtidings.com is his primary site. Churchofgladtidings.com. So that, that interview will be released soon on Strange O'Clock podcast. But Michael. I just wanted to share that because when I talk about spirit travel, I'm not talking about silver cord stuff. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Man, I'm so excited to hear about that interview. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Um, you're talking about none other than Pastor Dave Bryant, uh, who put out the book called The Serpent and the Savior. And um, do you know who his wife is? Uh, I think her name, uh, no, it name escapes me, but I don't, do you, we want to interview her well, so we might get to that. His wife is Cheryl. Do you know that she's the granddaughter of A.A. A. Allen? <laughs> no, I did not know that. Now, let me that ask cool. you this. Have you heard the name Jess Parker? Rings a bell. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm very familiar with the story, okay. and I'm looking forward to hearing that interview. Because I came across... okay. It's probably 2014 or 15. I was still in Las Vegas, and uh, Dr. Erica Shepard um, and I were doing a lot of programs at the time. And there was a guy I came across. He was a deliverance minister named Jess Parker. And if I remember what happened, is I asked Dr. Erica, Dr. Erica, uh, who's Jess Parker? Do you know him? Or maybe she would mention his book first. Uh, but there's a guy that fits into this story that you're going to have to track down. And you can get him through Dave. I've only been able to email this guy as far as I got. And uh, Jess Parker is also part of this story. So he's a deliverance minister that worked out there with Glad Tidings. And uh, he now, for the most part, lives in Cambodia. And he's got some mission that he's put out there. But he's in the spiritual warfare and he comes back only... Um, ever so often and when he does to the states he does some deliverance meetings out there but he wrote a book called To Hell with Sarah have you heard of this book I okay. have not Okay, Please so enlighten us so To Hell with Sarah is probably the prequel to uh, Dave Bryan's book and um, Dr. Erica said you got you to get a hold of To Hell with Sarah and I went and looking for it I couldn't find it at first. I said, "This book is just like disappeared. It was like, uh, you know, trying to, you know, trying to find Russ Dittor's, uh Black Awakening book. It was like, what's up? Book's gone." And um, I tracked down a copy, and I think I paid forty or fifty bucks for it, maybe more. And uh, I began to read it, and it it's talking. Uh, it has this backstory in there about the the battle with uh, Anton Lavey. And then uh, a year or two later, up pops the book by Dave Bryan, which which revealed more of this story of him and his wife, Cheryl, 
uh, doing exactly what you said, and she happened to be the granddaughter of A.A. Allen. I said, A.A. Allen, amazing. Uh, what a heritage. So, um, for years, I've been trying to get a hold of Jess Parker. And uh, the only contact I could make was with his sister who runs a website in America. And I hounded her, saying, look, I'd like to get an interview with Jess Parker. I want to talk to him about his book, get him on here for deliverance. Man, uh, he, he's like one of these elusive guys uh, never been able to track down. Finally, though, he emails me back. And he's a very nice guy. And he's got a website out there, and he's got some deliverance material in there. He sends me a, uh, sends me a copy of the book. The book had to be pulled uh, because the individual involved uh, did not want the story to be told. That he tells in his book, that's a companion book to this, to the saga of uh, Dave and Cheryl. And um, you've got to get Dave on the phone and get him back on and um, ask him some more questions. I, I'm going to listen to your show. There may be a couple more questions you got to ask him because you've got to. Get his. We definitely had uh, a lot more to say, and it'll be a little while because they have like a some kind of a retreat going on there. So any of the okay. audience in Northern California, look up that church and go. You so could uh, participate. You but, gotta, yeah, we we'll definitely do another show with him. Sure. You got to get Jess Parker's phone number, and you're going to need to interview him because he's another part of the missing link. Because um, when they went in this spiritual warfare mode, Anton Lavey died. And uh, then his daughter manifested, and they uh, said, we're going to cut your cord, too. And she, poof, she was gone. Now, he had uh, two daughters uh, that we know about that are, you know, mainstream. Carla and uh, Zena, I think Zena Shrek. She married this dude that was in this wolf game. Wolf, uh, actually, it was a, um, I think it was a um, werewolf cult. And she lived over in Berlin. There's supposedly okay. a son that he had, Anton LaVey Jr., and then they had another, he had a son, or one of the daughters, I think, had the son, and they call him uh, Satan Xerxes. So there's two of these dudes running around in America somewhere. Anton LaVey's uh, two sons. And uh, somebody's got to track them down, too. Uh, before I forget, I got two leads for you because I think you got you got more you need you need to do on this subject because nobody's covered it as well as you're going to do. Uh, you got Dave, get his wife on. We got to track down Jess Parker, but um, there's two guys you need to interview. One is a friend of mine, John Terrell, and he he's been out in uh, Sacramento, California, since the '60s. He had some run-in with Anton Lavey and his people. And there's a particular story he needs to tell you on your show. So if you're interested, I'll connect you. You've got to interview him about his run-in with the Satanic Church because they tried to murder him out there. And you got to get this uh, into the story. There's also another guy, interesting that Dave's wife is is um, A.A. Allen's granddaughter, right? Well, A.A. Allen's second in command, who is actually his... Um, personal secretary, if you will, a guy named Ross Collette, who was working out at Miracle Valley from about age 15. And he spent, uh, I don't know, about nine or ten years out there with A. Allen. He was his protege. And then A. Allen dies in 1970, right? That's 53 years ago. 
So this guy was still a young man, and he still is. Uh, he's about just about turned 80. He's, his name is Ross Colette. There's more he knows about this that he needs to be interviewed about. But I've only had him on one time. Nice guy. And uh, somewhere along the line, we got in a discussion on, uh, on Facebook somewhere about Anton LeVay, and he says, you mean Tony? Tony LeVay? He knew him. And he said, I knew him back then. He was a weed smoker back in the 60s. Now, I didn't get any more details, but there's more that needs to be uncovered here. Um, now, I got one more thing to add to this interesting story because I'm intrigued <laughs> by this whole story. Dude, you got the interview. Congratulations. Yeah. You've got to get Jess on. Before or? Repeat. Did um, you ever do any interviews with uh, with the pastor and his wife? Or, or no. Are you, are you uh, you're no. talking about another guy? No, I'm talking about Ross Colette. All these people are, inter- are inter- interlinked, but you've got to hook me up with Dave. I'd love to have him on. Never okay. been able to uh, interview him. But um, Ross Colette yeah. was uh, Dave's wife's, uh, well, he worked with her grandfather, A. Allen. He knew Tony LaVey, Anton LaVey. Again, John Terrell had some run-in with the sat- satanic church. They sent some assassins after him. He's got to tell you that story, so you got to interview him. And, um, oh, I wanted to tell you this. Um, Michael Aquino. Now, you know, he was uh, the right-hand man of Anton LaVey, right? For a while, they worked together. This guy was uh, like a, he was like a lieutenant colonel in the army stationed out at Presidio. Dark past. But he was also in NAM in the 60s. And um, he was involved in um, uh, psychological warfare operations. Very intelligent guy. He and Anton LaVey break off. And they went their separate ways. But before they did, there's a picture of Anton LaVey and Michael Aquino, who then went on to form the Temple of Set. And uh, talk about a demonic, diabolical guy. Wow, that guy's hardcore demonic. There's a picture of him Anton and, and Sammy Davis Jr. For a while, Sammy Davis Jr. was a member of the Church of Satan. And you may have known that. But um, the same Erica Shepherd that I mentioned, before Sammy Davis died, she visited Sammy Davis in the hospital. And uh, her, rep, her, her story to me was that uh, she went in there and prayed for him, and he had received Christ at the end. So he repented thank you know literally not long before he died which is good news but all these people interlinked over there and um, about seven years ago I don't know I just said I'm going to reach out to this guy I, I wrote an email to Michael Aquino get a load of this dude he wrote me back I think I've still got a copy of it and I asked my, I, I, I corresponded with this guy like twice and then I asked him something, he never responded again. He just dropped me like a hot potato. But I asked him about demons or something. I forget what I asked him, but he never responded. But he, I did say, um, uh, Mr. Aquino, what happened between you and Anton LaVey? And he wrote me back and he said, well, we parted company. Because, um, you know, Anton LaVey was not interested in, you know, following the same path he was into hardcore, you know, Temple of Set, which he would found. And... Um, he just didn't think that Anton was serious enough. Uh, he was more interested in the commercial side and, you know, 
self-promotion and probably making money. Whereas this other guy was like a Satan purist. That doesn't mean that Anton LaVey was not hardcore. This guy headed up the, the Church of Satan. He was hardcore, hardcore, and um, full of demons. And, uh, you know, it said that he even cast a spell on uh, that big buxom, who was that girl, pinup model, um, back in the 60s. She was like a Marilyn Monroe double. She was in a deadly car accident. Um, that girl Remember, was, the audience dude you're just bringing up memories here anyway I wanted to tell you I got a hold of Michael Aquino and wrote him back and he put together a book that I'm is not, so I'm not going to read the book personally but that's pretty brave. he said you need to go over and read my book that I just wrote it answers the questions and you know what this guy now um, you know he's old and I think he's spending his time on tracing his uh, heraldry, he's Scottish, so he goes around with a kilt now. And um, But hardcore. I, re- I read something here a couple months ago. I'm going to find the article about a musician that went in and was dating uh, Anton LaVey's daughter and actually visited him up there at that black church, you know, the black house up in San Francisco. It's gone now. Uh, but he described what he saw in the last part of Anton LaVey's life, and this dude had this catacombs of rooms and he just basically locked himself away in there. That's probably where he was having these battles with Dave and, and that crew over there. And um, leading up to his death where they cut his silver cord. I mean, this is a fascinating story. I don't know if what I said is of much value other than there's a couple people that you may want to get on your program and get a few more pieces to the puzzle. Namely, Jess Parker. You've got to track down this guy. I've been unsuccessful for over almost 10 years. Maybe not that long, 8 years. Never been able to get him on the radio. And boy, he's got to have some more to tell. But the book, do you want a copy of it, The Hell with Sarah? Well, we should all buy that copy you uh, can't. to support their ministry. It's not uh, available. Yeah. I mean, this, is, this no. guy is literally living testimony of being a Getting no. trained and then going right up against Darth Vader, you know, on the first day. <laughs> no, you don't understand cool. what I'm saying. The hell with Sarah has been pulled from the market. It's not available. Oh, oh, okay. And the, can you just read? Well, so exactly what is the gist of the book that you know that you feel is well that is uh, this this tells more of the story of the battle with Anton Levay. Okay, yeah, that's a, that is important. This too. guy, so you actually have that. Well. Like uh, I only heard about it from uh, actually Dr. Erica Shepard said Hell with Sarah book. I said you got it. She said yeah, find a copy and it was it disappeared. It was like Black Awakening. I mean you can look for it now. There may be one copy or something out there. Very hard to find, but it's been pulled. It's no longer in print. But I have a PDF copy. <laughs> That's all I can say. And I okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um. Don't try to find the book, folks. It's not available. It was pulled purposely uh, because uh, of, of how hardcore this this was, and the one of the individuals, uh, you know, insisted it be pulled. And of course, they ran with some group out there called the Heathens. Oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you—I don't know if y'all go into it on the show because I'm gonna listen to it—but uh, Dave alluded to the fact that the Church of Satan had a big ranch out there in Northern California. 
And I'm just curious. I heard about the hotel. They also had a ranch. It sounds like an Epstein ranch. I wouldn't want to go out to that ranch. I wonder if it still exists. It probably does. He didn't give the exact location, but I was just curious where this thing is. I want to Google map it. <laughs> and look down in there. Um, folks, this story is going to blow your mind. you got to go and listen to the interview that Michael just did about 12 hours ago with the man involved in the final battle with Anton LaVey, and they cut the silver cord, and Anton died. Um, bro, that's hardcore. That is like the most hardcore person you could do spiritual warfare with the head of the church of satan himself bro you know um yeah well only god gives you the the green light to go and do that otherwise just and and then also i asked him i'm like do you been cutting silver cords like absolutely not <laughs> you know this is a very special situation where i mean the girl's life was in danger i knew a um, south african warlock he claimed he had repented um, when a uh, group of limousines were approaching his house and he knew that they were coming to get him. It was part of the satanic church in South Africa. And he began to call the name of Jesus in the procession that were coming to literally grab him out of his house and sacrifice him, turned around and left. And he was, you know, he was scared and he repented to call on Jesus. And um, that's what he told me the story is. But he told me that a lot of these uh Satanists and sorcerers will outsource a hit on somebody. Uh, so let's say uh, he wanted to, you know, turn witches to kill you or me. He would outsource it to a sorcerer to do the dirty work because if you happen to be a Christian, know you're right in Jesus Christ to, to fight back with the keys of the kingdom like you're talking about. That thing can go back and, you know, uh, back on that guy's head. So if somebody dies, the, the guy that outsourced don't want him to be it. He wants that middleman. <laughs> I said, that's interesting. Satanist outsourcing sorcery. Because they know uh, that there's power in the name of Jesus. And uh, they could end up going up against the wrong person and pay with their life for it. Uh, the witchcraft in the cold is real, folks. I don't mean to talk your ear off, but I'm very intrigued with this whole thing. And uh, uh, so I'll send you a couple names. And if you're interested... Um, go after them because you can add more to this amazing story that I'm sure is unfolding on that uh, interview you did. Uh, you, you know, this is pretty cool stuff, you know. It happened, folks. Real I, battles like this. Really God's timing. Yes. Exactly. And it's the, it's the timing that we're talking about this because we literally just recorded the interview. It'll be up soon. Uh, Strange O'Clock podcast and strangeoclock.com and um, I'm just reading the comments and everything and everybody's really really uh, responding to this dialogue so it's really cool um, but I think you carry uh, a repository of information from your shows and your just your heart towards being kind of a librarian in a way too that is so important because as the books are burning in real time online and in physical we need to be kind of, like you're almost like you have a, a monastery Shannon like you've got like a living spiritual monastery to uh, to have all this stuff so I can't wait to, to see that book and I'll share it with um, people that are of you know listeners and I guess it's legal to share it is it online publicly uh, no. probably no you um, you actually can't share this one you can't share this one okay. uh, unless you can get the the author to 
release it. I have a copy, okay. uh, but uh, I'm going to uh, send it to you. And then uh, if you can get a hold of the man himself, uh, then whatever he says goes, because he's the one who wrote it. Um, but okay. uh, Michael okay. is... Tell anybody. But now, now look, okay. if, you can, if you, I mean, in other words, if you can get the book to Hellwood Sarah, which is like um, an impossible copy yeah. to find, go grab it. It might cost you 500 bucks. Um, there's right. a lot of these books that get pulled, and that makes me want to get it all the more reason. It's just like when you told me that uh, Russ Tizar's book, The Black Awakening, disappeared. I thought, oh, man, this is right up my alley. I spent like a couple of hours looking, and I came back to Michael and said, Michael, the, the book's gone, man. What the heck happened? It's gone. we got yeah. to find... Uh, we got to find somebody. So I called some people that knew him, and they didn't know it. I mean, you know, uh, David Hevener. I said, David, you got this book? He said, well, it's funny you said that because I'm getting ready to go on and do a program about But he says, I don't have it. I don't know where to get a copy. Well, we did find his daughter, though, Charity, only because Michael um, tempted me to go out and um, go on this uh, book hunt, and that's I love a good challenge. And uh, she does have some copies still, Mike. I may have told you that already. But um, for people that want to get the book, get it through charity. She's got that and like one or two more. But she told me that she said uh, after her dad died, uh, Lulu Press uh, mysteriously decided to pull all the offerings. And that's why you couldn't get it anymore. They canceled it. They canceled everything of his right off of the the printer. And then, you know, try to find it in any of the, uh, you know, eBay, Amazon. It's not available. It's like disappeared, poof. But she still got some copies. So you can buy one. I think that you can get uh, two of the books for like a love offering of $50 to her. Uh, Charity is her name. And she did say she was going to try to bring them back, which would be good. They need to put them in a PDF, though. I ordered one copy. Uh, I don't know if she shipped it out yet. I had her send it to Vegas. But um, again, the enemy doesn't want that book out. Doesn't want this other book out either because it tells a story. But one book did come out by the guy that uh, Michael just interviewed, Dave Bryan. And, um, dude, get her, get the wife on and ask and get a debriefing from her on um, her granddad, A.E. Allen. That would be a cool show. <laughs> that would Ooh, be, a, that'd be a real cool a show. Lot of, uh, that's yeah. a lot of information. Information you guys are getting here. Yeah, that's the same um, issue with uh, Don Basham. PDF. I need to just sit down with the scanner and just scan that whole thing based up with the miracle because it's not available as a PDF and you can buy old copies online but you know people like to have things on their phones and everything and um, you know Dude. you're a man after my own heart Shannon or, you know, Dude. just see these scrolls I mean this is what I see in the spirit is like these are these are like the mantles the weapons the you know the title deeds these scrolls of, of warriors past the enemy i saw this once he has underground layers where he stuffs that stuff he doesn't want the saints today to know those battle tactics so and it can be wading through a lot of material to get the real treasures but i mean that's i guess that's our job right we're just here to equip the warriors so yeah, if I can get that from you, that would be really good. And um, we'll I'll talk to Jerry, the co-host of Strange O'Clock. Really arranges everything. I'm just the co I'm just the co-pilot. I'm like the the sidekick. But um, that's been really exciting. And 
yeah thank you so much dude we love you brother great word today what shall we title this for the archive Jezebel bug spray Ooh, I love and it. I still have so much to share coming up stay tuned for uh dude history of I mean we have it's like like we don't have time to talk about history no we have to talk about it because it's happening again and we need to know what works what doesn't work so next time I, I want to get into some of the China missionary like victories and Ooh. failures and yes. um, a lot of interesting stuff to share so I, it's always so fun talking with you brother I appreciate it well listen you have the ability to get some of these cool interviews done so I'll throw you some names and go for it bro because do it for the team because uh, we need to get these people on tape um, how can people contact you Michael and how can they support your ministry Yes, sir. Um, Faith Bucks about uh, Faith Bucks on Proton. I'm sorry. Repeat that again. Cut. Okay. Faith Bucks at me is my email. Faith Bucks and I have another email that I dot me. It's on. Yeah, faithbucks.com. The main website with all the links. Okay. And. I've just I've hardly had time to be on the internet except just to go live on Spreaker. But if you bookmark my website, you'll see the latest uh, updates via the Spreaker app and the Telegram app. And you don't have to download the app; you can just listen to my show straight from the website. So looks like there's a lot going on there. And there's also the link to our PayPal, which is spiritforce01 at gmail.com. So thank you very much, everybody, for tagging along and all the comments I've been looking at Sandra and the, the laughs nice to just get a little laugh in there during the fight you guys are awesome really appreciate your audience it's just Sandra and Gail she understands the Thundercats thing and uh, actually it's in the chat in MixLR I need to get on MixLR that's such a cool app you know and what I-, um, I saw your comments but I didn't have time to, to respond to everything but they, they really liked your poopy jokes <laughs> sometimes we're not above a little toilet humor well come on man times are this they they need to stop you know. being disingenuous if they really want to have a flag you got to have a brown streak in there because uh right. they're encountering that every day right just saying oh lord have mercy he's a deliverance lord yes they do you want to close this in prayer yes amen um i just Thank God for his time. I, I bless the people listening. I bless Gail that that picked up on the yod he vav he, the masculine for the nail, the peg, and the hook, signifying that Lord, you were nailed for us. Behold the nail, behold the hand. We come to you and we see this visage of what you did for us and the courage. I ask that we would have the grace to sit down and receive the gospel again read those terrifying accounts of you being forsaken by all your friends and going to the cross for us and just suffering being tossed from this guy to that guy to Herod to Pilate and all the prophecies being fulfilled though Lord so I ask that we would have the vision of whatever cross we're bearing that we would see in the spirit prophecies and that everyone listening would know that we are in the Bible that everything that we go through has significance, that your hand is on our lives, and just as Jesus, you went to the shears without a sound and allowed the slaughterers to do their thing, that we wouldn't get all roused up and fighting the bad guys and getting into 
physical war, let the people that are designed to do that do that, but that we would be intercessors and really Jedi of the spirit to engage and to bring heaven to earth. In Jesus' name, as great darkness is coming upon the earth, behold, the Lord shall, shall shine upon thee. So we thank you, Lord, for the light and the glory and the, just the beauty of your kingdom and the families and the joy and the humor and mirth, too, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless Sh Shannon. Bless this day. And just from Indonesia to North Carolina, we bring an ark of your kingdom into the, into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. All right, brother. My that friend, God bless you. Thank you for coming on, folks. Go to faithbucks.com faithbucks at proton.me and check out uh, Michael's daily broadcast and also the Spirit Wars. We'll see you next time, Michael. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Folks, that was Michael Basham. Well, been an honor to be here with you today. Uh, we did uh, a couple broadcasts. Now, I want to encourage you to go over to my website, OmegaManRadio.com. There you're going to find uh, our new podcast channel right there on Podbean. That's where programs that air right here Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern are being posted. And I'm also posting shows retroactively, so uh, I'm beginning to add uh, some shows every day along with the new stuff to start building back the archive. But what I'm even more excited about is the new channel called The Omega Man Reloaded, where I'm releasing episodes beginning with episode one and going forward in time. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of episodes that you probably never heard before. Unless you've been with us since the beginning, 13 years ago, this June. Um, there's stuff in there that I've totally forgotten about. And I, I'm excited every time I open one up, it's like a Christmas gift powerful interviews and teaching on Omega Man Reloaded. It's like a brand new podcast. You'll get a new episode every day. Go ahead and check them out. And um, it will take me 29 years to get up to current. But we'll do it. We'll go as far as we can. And then, of course, we got the main channel with the new stuff. And then I'll be working back, backwards. So we'll meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, Check both those channels out. They're both on Podbean. Okay. Mega Man and then the Omega Man Reloaded podcast. Um, I'm on Substack now. I'm no longer posting on Facebook. Although I'll leave the channel open to point the way. I've escaped the cyber ghetto and fled to the White Mountains where men can still be free. Um, that's that's a, uh, what's the word for it? That's a tie-in with a book by John Christopher called The White Mountains, which was basically snow-covered mountains in Switzerland where it was rumored that men still lived free because by the age of 13 uh, in places around the world, cities, the youth had to go through a ceremony to go into adulthood and it involved the tripods, these machines that would come in and cap you. Once you were capped, you were a slave. You no longer had free thought. And this young boy saw his friends capped, did not want to be like them, and decided to make a run for it and escape 
and try to find the mythical White Mountains, for he himself was kept. And uh, we've got a group, if you will, the globalists, the tripods. They're trying to cap us all. They want to imprison us all in their great reset. Take away everything you have. You own nothing. Be happy. Yeah, right, Klaus. And um, I've escaped the cyber ghetto. I'm not going back to some of these platforms because to do so is like having to wear the mask or you can't get in. And um, I have to censor myself to even operate on YouTube or Facebook. Literally, I got harassed multiple times before I pulled the plug there on Facebook and then YouTube being in the jail experience. I said, no more. So, you know, I don't need the grief anymore. I just don't need it. Not to mention, uh, it's like the Dead Sea over there on Facebook. It's like, it's dead. So, um, but I'm pointing the way. If you want to come over and find me, the way I went is Substack. That's where I'll be putting my post, 100% censorship free. And uh, we'll probably create our own bulletin board at some point. But at any rate, uh, my new base camp, Substack, Podbean, MixLR for broadcasting, audio is exclusive to Podbean. Uh, they're not going to be anywhere else for much longer. We pulled the, uh, the feeds. Uh, some of the feeds out there, of course, run advertising. We don't want that. And uh, I'm directing all traffic into my main hub. That way I can find out really how many people's tuning in. I'm curious about that. And if you want to listen to the show, you know where to find us. They're free still. Go to OmegaManRadio.com. I've got all this in terms of links there. Take you to the various places. Very simple now. OmegaManRadio.com is my website. And from there, you'll find links to our Podbean account where you get the shows. And we're, we stream live every day on MixLR. Um, we, can, we can survive with this. You know, I don't need to be on some of these other networks. I'm not even certain that they were benefiting us. Better to pull it under one roof and then grow it from there. We'll see. We may go back up on some of these other platforms, but the censorship has started. And uh, we're not going to be told what we can talk about here. We answer to God only. So... There we are. Um, if you want to help us, pray for us, share some of the programs, so let people know where to find us. I did leave a uh, last message on blog talking SoundCloud that we've moved. Again, on Facebook that we moved. And on some of the other platforms, they're picking up that one message. Mega Man has moved, so hopefully people find us. We've left a trail there for them to follow. But you can help us by getting the word out even faster to your friends. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the Podbean app, you can download it. It's free and subscribe to the podcast. It'll alert you when we have a new posting. If you want to do that, or you can come in anonymous. It's up to you. Okay. If you want to support the program financially, much appreciated. You can do that there at OmegaManRadio.com. I think that's all I need to mention. God bless you all. See you again tomorrow, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. till about 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, God bless you all. Father God bless everyone out there tuning in tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.